Well, they say there's that thing where, uh, who said it? Whenever you look at something, you know what it would feel like to lick. (laughs) That's really gross. How's it going? Yeah. You know how it is. I do. I do, actually. I've been waiting for this. Oh? I've been taking dance classes. Why? Uh, Because I thought that maybe it might get them to stop, actually, if if we give them a good enough show. You think that'll work? I mean, maybe. Let's... All right. Just just, just get it? Yeah, let's try it. All right, let me me get into costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Wait, what you up to? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's probably I, the best. Yeah, yeah, I think so. This is the highlight of my week. Woo. <laughs> All right, today's note. Attention, read out loud exactly what is written on this note. Or be destroyed and replaced. Welcome to Caffeine and Cantrips, the show where we talk about D&D or else. Greetings. Who goes there? Ah, tis thee. Byron number 246, and thou art like a hedge pig in both visage and demeanor. Well, that's... Okay. Uh, and and you're Sean. But no, let but- us not dwell on thy unsightly countenance, for we have a topic of utmost importance to discuss. Have you ever had the machinations of a mischievous fairy? Such a skill is not easily attained. And so, today, we are going to discuss the techniques to employ such suspense and the ways to build to climactic finale and breadcrumbs. Of course. So find your seat and worry not. You paid fairly for the whole cushion, but you'll need only the edge. Welcome back to Caffeine and Cantrips. And how about that note that we just read? I don't know who I ticked off. That is really (laughs) one-sided. I I just read it so I'm not destroyed. Wow. So, (laughs) anyways, I guess we're talking this week about um, how to keep your players and the people on the table engaged. How to keep them coming back for more. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Suspense, uh, building to heights of tension and, and want for the next kind of mm-hmm. session or next moment. Um, all of these kinds of things are, are building reasons for people to want more from UDMs or storytellers or right. other people at the table, right? And so, yeah, I think I think it's, it is really what gets you creeping towards the edge of your seat, right? Clinging on. Mm-hmm. Like next episode and next episode. Yes. Like what keeps you wanting more or when you finish that campaign, you're like, man, I can't, I cannot wait until next week or next session so I can find out what happens or we can keep going and get more of this. That kind of feeling. I think that's what we're talking about, right? Absolutely. And I mean, I think really the, the biggest and best way to, to start like keeping it going and keep that suspense building Mm -hmm. and keep that momentum so you can find out what happens next is throwing out a like. Oh, not just alike. No. But also, 
a suspension. <laughs> yes suspenseful subscription yes. yes so that you can keep on track of us we can keep track yeah. of you hit the bell hit the follow uh so that we can keep piping into your ear holes mm-hmm. if you don't we are gonna regret it oh yes we're gonna be sad <laughs> so sad or not exist existing anymore or else um that's yeah that's the fun part about it it is super fun right? it is super fun um but all right let's let's get into it I oh guess. wow oh wow you look like you've got something to say well, I, I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, so let's talk about that feeling, right? Like that, what is it exactly that gets us to want more of, of something, of anything, right? Like they say on Netflix, the research so, shows that the average user will binge watch uh, about two to six episodes in one sitting. Oh, okay. Right? At a time, what keeps them a, a person wanting to keep watching the next show and the next show and the next show, even though it's like, like you're like, oh, I'm just gonna sit down for an episode, mm-hmm. and then like four hours later, you're just like, oh man, it's two a.m. and I'm tired, right? Because you've binge watched so many, right? Well, I found out that Cynthia got back together with Brad, and that's what counts, right? Yeah, right. You're hoping the whole time, are they gonna get together, right? Or mm-hmm. is Jimmy gonna come in and wreck everything? Right, Jimmy. <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. And that's not even talking about Chauncey. Um, but it's that obsession, right? It's that elixir of of obsession. What is that? In it is a particular um, sort of admixture of of certain chemicals in your brain. Uh, okay. Right? Okay. And so we're going very biological with this, right? It now. is. Okay. It is. And that's because that's what. Because it's an actual feeling, that desire and that need for more, it's produced by chemicals in your brain. And the oh, writers of yeah. these shows, mm-hmm. like writers of novels, they know this, mm-hmm. right? So there are typically, well, there, there are four uh, chemicals slash hormones in your body. The first- That, that have to do with this. There's more than four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That have to do with this okay, okay, feeling, the, right? Specifically, of okay. this, what we call the elixir of obsession. Oh. Right? And you can create Ew. this at, at your table, whether you're a DM or a player, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, or, or, or a PC. It you can you all do this, right? So what you have to do is invoke in the people who are experiencing your story or your character or your campaign, mm-hmm. um, dopamine, okay. oxytocin, okay. endorphins, and cortisol. That doesn't sound like you can just lace the chips on the table with this stuff. Oh, maybe. I'm not sure about the science on that. <laughs> if you want to give it to your players. But I feel like if, you, if the, you could the do vegetable it economically, yes. they would be doing that already. And the next friggin' Doritos chips will be the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. 10 bags later, I can't get enough, yeah. right? If um, we see that come out, Doritos, we're coming right? after you. <laughs> but no, but the good thing about this is that these chemicals are free. They're naturally occurring in our bodies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about sort of uh, how we sort of induce these chemicals in our body and what these chemicals actually do okay. in our body. Okay. So the first one I want to talk about is dopamine. Mm-hmm. We all, I think, are familiar with what dopamine is. Mm-hmm. It's that feeling that we get when you're like that runner's high or that high feeling you get. It's like a, like a euphoric kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. And you get that dopamine hit. Mm-hmm for doing certain activities, right? Um, it's the same sort of feeling you get from uh, winning a game or watching um, 
some like your your home sports team win a game. Well, it's, it's it's also the same feeling that you get when you flick to the next TikTok or short on YouTube yeah. or you know any of exactly. these things where you get your next kind of hit of new exciting information. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because that feeling of dopamine, that rush of that high, is, for lack of a better word, addicting. Oh, it's super addicting, right? Um, and anything like your body doesn't uh, sort of discriminate between the different kinds of pleasures. Like it doesn't. It doesn't care if you did something for real, and you get that dopamine hit, or you've watched something fake that was a, that that looks impressive that you're right? okay, and you get you still get that dopamine hit, and the more you get that hit of dopamine the more the body wants more of it. Okay. Right? So the idea is that you, if you induce this feeling of dopamine or this, your, 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 your players and, and, and your, or your DM at your table, if you can um, add things into the story, into the events of your campaign to get that dopamine high generated in the brains of other people at your table, they will enjoy it more and they'll want more of that afterwards. But the trick is, what... The what, trick is what, addiction. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh. it's related to addiction, but I mean, there might be some people get addicted to D&D. I get it. It's awesome. Yes. Right? Yeah, but no, what's the specific trigger okay. right, for dopamine? Specifically, it's uh, in terms of D&D at least, it's a story um, with a, that piques interest with a hook. Interesting. Right? So it's um, not just ringing a bell every time you hand out XP. No. Or a twist. That's Pavlov. <laughs> I, I get XP and I just start drooling. I don't, I don't know why. Uh, Every time the doorbell goes, I just get super excited. But level up. you're on the right track when you talk about uh, handing out XP, right? Oh, okay. So a, a story with a hook or a twist, mm-hmm. right? And you can then add, um, maybe start things off with like an interesting question. You can add suspenseful statements in there, suspenseful events, uh, cliffhangers, plot twists. They're all, these things are the setup of the dopamine trigger. It sets this expectation for something. And the trick is to to release that dopamine is the reward afterwards. Okay. So you're like, oh, here's the the question. And the reward is the answer. Here's um, the twist. Mm -hmm. And then the resolution of that twist is the dopamine hit, right? Um, or the cliffhanger, and then finding out what happens. That's a dopamine hit. It's the reward center. Interesting. Right? And, and okay. the brain really likes that feeling of getting rewarded. Mm-hmm. Right? So it, the more it happens, the more you'll want it. Um, so the trick is, is to set up the, the desire for something, mm-hmm. and then reward it. Desire and reward it. And the more you do that, the more the people... As you table, we'll want that. So this is why players ask to level up at the end of every yes. session. Yeah, yes. Okay. Or or loot. Mm-hmm. That's a dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe someone's been wooing that NPC for a while, and they finally say yes on that date, right? Or whatever, right? Interesting. Uh, or they've been working on that case, and now that's finally they have a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And when you're watching this on TV, that's also a do- dopamine hit. And because your body can't tell the difference. It's like, yes, okay, pleasure. It's pleasure. I like it. And they want more of it. 
Interesting. Yeah, we've talked before about how the suspension of disbelief kind of transcends you doing it mm-hmm. and you being there versus you just consuming media. Yep. And then assuming that you were there in some manner. Right. Right. And 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 enjoying that kind of personage. So that's that's really interesting. Yeah. So that's dopamine. Right. That's the major one, actually. Mm-hmm. But like I said, we're talking about the other ones too, like oxytocin, endorphins, and cortisol. Let's move on to sure. Yeah. Because it's it's a mix of all this. Like dopamine's good, but you can make it even better. Right? Okay. Uh, this is your gateway drug. <laughs> it really is. Um, but it's not actually something you eat, it's something you you do that you give to people. Right. So anyway, the next one is the first one's free. <laughs> the first uh, taste is always is free. <laughs> oxytocin. Okay. And what it is, it's triggered. Not to be confused with oxycotton. Very different. Very different. Yes. Naturally occurring in the body. Yes. Oxytocin uh, is triggered by empathy. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's the feeling that mothers get when they see their babies. Or a new father. Like when they see their their kids, or like when there's a very empathic sort of moment, okay, it triggers oxytocin to be produced in your brain. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, what yeah. What an interesting. Okay, right. And how do you trigger that? It's uh, by telling vulnerable stories, right? Stories Uh-oh. that tug at the heartstrings. Okay, right. And and it's basically things that happen to make us feel human. So making my PCs cry is good. Right, cry because of something that happened. Like, that happened. Oh, that's so sad, or mm-hmm. that's so heartwarming. Mm. Something that tugs at the heartstrings. Yeah. Right? Okay. Okay. That's oxytocin. All right. Right. Again, it's 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 another kind of high that we have. Yes. Like emotional sort of high. Mm-hmm. The next is endorphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the workout if, feel good. Yep. Makes yeah. you feel good. Yes. Right? Typically, it's uh, makes you feel happy. Yes. An easy way to do that in uh, in D and D is by uh, being lighthearted. Making jokes, uh, making funny things happen, anything that lightens the mood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because um, normally endorphins are associated with exercise. Yeah, that's that's an easy way of doing it. Right. 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 Because like, if you're in a, if you're if you're angry, you can exercise, and then, and then the endorphins come out. And yeah, you feel better. I just crushed my microphone. <laughs> I need some endorphins to make me feel better. <laughs> Thank you. Give them to All right, me. but. Like when we make jokes on the podcast, it right. raises the people's watching's endorphin. Oh, you're welcome. Right? Let's, I'm gonna, see, our, my <laughs> attempt is to, is to produce this elixir of obsession in you guys out there. Right? But yeah, anything like with, has to do with humor or like light embarrassment, happy moments, um, pleasant surprise, mm-hmm. those sorts of events and things happening um, produce these endorphins in our brain. Okay. Right? Uh, and the last one I want to talk about is cortisol. And this is the stress hormone. Mm-hmm. And let's take this one a little more gentle. Oh, okay. Right? Um, I would say um, be careful with it because too much of it will make your players too stressed and they're going to be defensive and back off mm-hmm. with whatever's happening. So what this is, it's triggered by danger, the sense of uh, danger and intensity. So it's, okay. that's built into D&D already, right? uh, in, in the battles. Interesting. Okay. Right. Okay. But you can, you, can, you can make it lighter. Like you can make it more intense. You can make it less intense, more dangerous, less dangerous, right? Like, okay. like fighting no, no, like level five people fighting like a part of five level fives fighting a one goblin. Not so dangerous. Potentially. Like, <laughs> right? Correct. But fighting 
50 goblins, a lot more dangerous, right? So that that produces cortisol in our brain. Okay. Right? And that's another way of sort of um, adding that sort of that chemical bond in our in our brains to make us obsessed over something. But not too much, like I said. Because you can get exhausted. With too oh, much so that's that's a burnout one? It can be, yeah. Okay. Other ones you can't burn out on it. Oh. Not really. Also good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Also this is the only one that, that really you have to be careful about. Okay. And balance it out. Um and really and to 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 successfully create the elixir of obsession, you have to balance all of these four cocktails okay, in the brain, right? So so of the four, for a quick recap to mm-hmm. make sure that I was paying attention here. Yes. Right. We've we've got rewards, empathy. Mm-hmm. Um oh my god, what was the third one that you said? Uh humor, lightheartedness, oh, happiness. Sh- happiness and then ten- like stress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you have to balance it out. Let's see, like you have to like I said, pay attention to the people on your table. Mm-hmm. If maybe it's too much uh, stress, you can add some endorphins, lightheartedness mm-hmm. to balance that out, whatever, right? Um, but if you have all of these in your stories, whether it's in your campaign stories or in your character interactions that you have as a PC with other NPCs or other players, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're, you're interacting with the DM or the other players, you don't have to be interacting with another player to give them these endorphins and these chemicals. They can watch you do this with another character, NPC or, or, or otherwise, and they'll still experience that by just by watching. As if they were watching a TV show Correct. or a, yeah, another Correct. source of media. Okay. And, and the, the best TV shows, the best books, uh, all do this to you. They put, that's the, that ride that they take you on. Mm, okay. Right? And it's super addictive. And as humans, we want more of it. Hmm. Yep. And I'll, I'll, I think I'll talk about, I'll leave that, why, we, why we're going to be like, why we're chopping the bit for more of it, for later in this talk, I think. Ooh, yeah. faux pas, because you like to correct me. It is champing, good sir. Champing. Champing, champing at, at the bit, not champing. Not chomping. If I was a horse, I'd be chomping at that bit. <laughs> You'd be a terrible horse. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Thy countenance aside. <laughs> um, yeah, no, okay. So that's, What do you think of that? That's... Okay, so that's that was a lot of kind of heavy, yep. fast-paced stuff. Like info flying at you, I know. Yeah. Okay. So I I do agree. Like now that now that we know what all that means, yep. right? The easier concept when right when we zoom out to, mm-hmm. to just go like, all right, rewards. Yes. People, it's, it's, people it's like a setup, rewards. It's a setup, setup and then the reward. to a reward. Yes. Right. So the reward has to be worth it. Correct. Right. Or the setup has to be worth the reward. Yeah. So, so yeah. great shout out back towards our uh, story wheel, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have yeah. a sacrifice, have that tension, have that, yep. like that conflict in order to get that thing that you want, that yep. high reward. Right. Dan Harmon, he knows about this he, stuff. Right. And his wheel naturally is, mm-hmm. is formed to have all the stuff Super in interesting. its form, yeah. right? Yeah. No, I, that's why it's so compelling. It, <laughs> it definitely is. The skeleton of it. Yep. If we're talking about biology. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's super interesting. I'm just trying to process kind of all of that stuff. Um, because I think we we do this without thinking about doing mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. when you think about the elements broken away and in, in an individual list to then do that kind of self-analysis and think about are we doing enough? Are we doing too much in case of the mm-hmm. cortisone? Cortisone. 
Yep. Cortisol, cortisol, cortisol. cortisol. Yeah, cortisol is the injectable into your lip. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So many right? cortisol. See bad, cortisol, bad cortisol, cortisol job, right? Your facelift stuff. Mm, that's the one you got to be careful with. Yeah, so the, the <laughs> Don't do that to your players. No. <laughs> Don't give your players drugs, except for caffeine uh, <laughs> and cantrips. So I like, I like that, that when you break them out separately, these are the things that we already do. But if we focus on breaking them out, into those four easy mm-hmm. things to remember. Yep. Somewhat easy, Somewhat I guess. Easy. Um, yeah, it's something that we can focus on. Right. And if you if you notice that your players might be, you're losing their attention. Yeah. Drop one of these things. Like Think about like what has been going on lately. Mm-hmm. And maybe I can add another one of these uh, hormones into there without, right? The, yeah. the changings up. Or think about all the last four sessions or 20 hours has mm-hmm. been mostly cortisol. Just fighting, even even in a good movie, you you have to give breathers to the viewers, or you get exhausted. Yes, right. So by knowing these four aspects of obsession and and, and experience that mm-hmm. people have, um, you can better sort of pace your campaign. I think. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Have a little check marks on your on your sheet, your notes. Right. Um, just think about it, right? Give like, them this, you know, give them that, give them this, give them that. Well, the players just finish this kind of sort of arc. Mm-hmm. What's the next arc going to be? Maybe. Mm. Right? If it was mostly one type, maybe give them a break and do something else. You're right. Like jumping jacks. Okay. Yeah. 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 Fitness, get those <laughs> endorphins rolling the easy way. Um, no, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, I think... Like from a biological sense mm-hmm. to break out into, yeah, I keep saying that to break it down into a smaller, more manageable bite-sized piece, right? Right. Bringing it down into those four individual aspects is super important. And that's, that's a really great place. Real, I mean, it was a big chunk, but that's a great place to start the conversation yep. in, in, in identifying, you know, we identified what does this look like? What does that look like? These are the, the ingredients for that elixir. Mm-hmm. Right. And so. Yeah, you've got to start there uh, and start with something good. Okay. I think. Right? Okay. Because what you've talked about is just kind of the high-end concepts. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, what what you, you need from that, in addition, is a quality source of that. Right? Mm-hmm. If, so if you've got... If you've got... A like you said, you need the trigger to set up the dopamine mm-hmm. before the reward. Mm-hmm. If your trigger isn't recognizable as a trigger, right? right. The right. the speed bump to the reward right. is just a little, you know, mm-hmm. beat down kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not a big bump or a recognizable one, then it might not trigger that reaction. Right, yeah. Right? It so has to be has to be recognized and felt as yeah. a buildup. Yes. Right. So you brought your friend over, you're watching your favorite TV show, anime, movie, whatever. It's coming up to your favorite part. You look over and they're on their phone, right? And you're like, yeah, yeah. You're not experiencing it. Like I want you to experience it, right? Like <sighs> you, you gotta, <laughs> such, a, such a letdown. Oof. Friends off. Ouch. Uh, but no, you, so you have to start with something good there, right? You have to have okay. a, a good setup for these things to actually happen. I think. Okay, for can you give me an example of that maybe? Well, like I just said, you need your dopamine trigger to be recognizable, oh, okay, okay. right? And then you get the the reward I, and the hit. Right. I guess you have afterwards. to know you you know your partner or the people at your table in order to know what's important to them. Yeah, or know what they'll recognize that's as, as definitely that going to be important. And yeah. I think I think one of the things that 
now that I'm I'm digesting what you said mm-hmm. um, that I will break out to in a second is <laughs> is more of the reasons to how to make those things happen right the right way okay um, the wrong way <laughs> <laughs> the wrong way you're supposed to love this <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, a bomb under your seat yeah. and if you uh, <laughs> and if are successful with this role yes it's you deactivated by your plus. tears yeah. uh yeah no so you you need to start with initially at least that player engagement right you've got to set up what's going on you got to have the buy in from the people there mm-hmm. so they have to be paying attention they have to be with the story and have that want of of being compelled as well yeah right yeah. like you 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 need to want to be there to play D&D in the first place mm-hmm. or whatever TTRPG or Bright, right. but you need to want to be there. And, and from that, you know, we've talked about this a little bit before, but I think it's a great way to break into it is your, like you said, the people around you, you need to kind of like look and see what they're responding to. Yep. Right. And, and from that, one of the concepts that I've already brought out is, is everything is everything and nothing. Right. So everything is, ready to go and ready to be experienced because your players are going to tell you what they're wanting to investigate. So you know where to hide mm-hmm. those dopamine triggers, those, right. those, yeah. those empathy bonds, right? Those senses of stress. Mm-hmm. You know which boxes to hide those ones behind right. because your players are going to tell you the path that they want to move forward mm-hmm. through. And mm-hmm. once again, that's kind of speaking more from a DM's perspective. Right. Sh- sure, when you're, when you're trying to tell a story for multiple people. Um, but those things that they're interested in will automatically have more value to the players. They're okay. going to be more, they're going to give you that feedback as you're playing through right. it yeah. that they want to interact with X more than Y. Right. Right. And so when I say you got to start with something good, right, you have to start with something that has an inherent value or interest to the players. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then continue that on. Sorry, it took a long way to get there, but you know, that's, that's where your starting point kind of needs to be is in that give and take of being aware, being present, right. being there with the person and actually having that dialogue, right. Mm-hmm. More than just speaking, you need to listen as right. well. And find out what matters to them. Correct. Basically. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and f- <laughs> yes, long way around. Um, and, and what they're not interested can still be super awesome, right? Can still be super creative and super interesting. So perhaps you can pique their interest in something that they didn't think they were interested in before. Right. Or do a tie back, right? Create mm. a clue that makes them have to backtrack and go check out the other stuff as right. well. And then they can experience that and realize that there is more than, mm-hmm. than kind mm-hmm. of keeping the blinders on and just storming ahead. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, so when we when we go with that, everything is everything. Yes, DMs, do your prep, get ready, but also get ready to really explore those things that your players want to explore as well. Right. Have enough track ahead of them that you can go forward with mm-hmm. that stuff and keep them, like you said, we're binging a Netflix show. Right. Four? No, not four hours. Two to two to six episodes. Two to six episodes. That's a lot. It's a lot. Right. And so, but that's because a person is seeking more. Of that series, mm-hmm. of that documentary. That's, that's two that. to like 12 hours, depending on how long the episodes are. Well, I mean, two to six episodes of The Lord of the Rings. Right. Uh, you are there for all weekend, my guy. I guess. Yeah. I guess one of the episodes to be movies. <laughs> episode one of Lord of, Lord of the Rings. What happens two? to Gandalf next? It's like uh, Star Wars. They're not movies. They're just episodes. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. We don't want to go there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So I, I really I really think that. That, you know, recapping that idea and and understanding that giving p- 
people what they're asking for is a great way of feeding into that elixir of obsession. Mm -hmm. That's how you can use your prep time to get ahead of them so that you're always ready to check off one of those four boxes. Right. Yeah, the players will let you know what's important to them. Oh, they absolutely do. I mean, and I mean, yeah, and it's guaranteed that if you dangle what they want in front of them for a while, mm-hmm. they'll chase it, <laughs> and then you can give it to them, mm-hmm. and they'll be happy. Like it's it's as simple as that, right? It's, it's the dopamine. It's we're it's funny. Humans are more like animals than we think. Y- yes. Right. And you can not only as a DM, you can do that as a player. Because mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's funny, as a player, it's a little bit different, I find, um, because not every player, but most players have a story that is important to their character, to that, to that player. Oh, absolutely. Right? And they want to share that. They want to experience that. Mm-hmm. So you can, when you interact with those players, when you know what's important to that character or that player, you can dangle sort of what is important to them in front of their character, and then you make them work to experience that. Mm-hmm. Right, and then when you finally let them talk about that thing or or have that event happen that shows how cool the character is, mm-hmm. then they'll. It's funny. They, then they'll then they'll 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 get that hit of dopamine, and be like, "Oh wow, I want to play with this player some more." Yes, and right? and uh, in your own spontaneous way, you fell right into my trap because the next thing that I wanted to talk to talk oh, about the trap card, trap card, Kaiba, no. <laughs> Uh, you, the, the key behind that on the player's side okay. is you need to have a passionate presentation. You need oh. to evoke in the other person. So this is going to speak to the, um, the oxy side of things, okay? right? Because I'm going to show you, I'm going to induce empathy in you by mm. showing you oh, the emotions yeah. yes. that I want you to reciprocate, to mirror, yep. yeah. to, yeah, 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 to yeah. resonate with, right? So this is a sad moment. So I am going to evoke sadness Mm, mm -hmm. i'm going to become a little bit more quiet maybe a little bit more Mm -hmm. small at the table right um i'm going to do things that change my demeanor to show you that i am becoming vulnerable that i am opening up in this moment right and i'm going to commit to that rp or to Mm -hmm. that moment so that you have more to work with but also it's easier for you to recognize the trigger yeah man that's it's you say it, but just like just like that, but it's actually it's actually really hard. It's it's committing. It, it is committing, and it's in some ways. I think you yourself, as the player, will feel vulnerable when you're role playing a vulnerable character in a vulnerable mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. and and no one likes to feel vulnerable, right? But to to do it in the game, would it adds so much to it? Well, as you're as you're about to go into the moment, or you're going through the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a question that should float around in the back of your mind is, can I do more? Mm. Right? Like I'm, I'm doing something. Can I, can I do more? Like in this moment, right. can I make this moment? Can I cry m- some more? <laughs> cry, cry some, some more. more. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can, can, can I, can I appear sadder? Can I appear more <laughs> angry? Can yeah, I right. appear right. confident? Can mm-hmm. I, right? Can I, wear that mask a little better than I wore it yesterday mm-hmm. type thing, right? Especially when we're we're going into areas that we're not comfortable with or mm-hmm. uncomfortable for us as players. Um, not talking about X cards or veils at this point, right. but still, yes. Um, when we're going into these things that we're exploring in a safe space right. around people that are there right. to support us, yeah, can, 
can I do more? Can I try and push the boundaries of my ability to, to act, to role play, to, you know, become this person, individual creature, whatever it is that you're playing at the table. Ooze, oozes are now out there. Can you glorp better? Oh yeah, they are out there. They they are out there now. (laughs) Yes. Can you do that? Well, can I glorp with some humanity? Oh, right. Yeah. Like glorp sadly. (laughs) 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 Yeah. But right. It's Mm -hmm. funny. And I think if you are six, if you've done it right, Mm -hmm. you'll know when after that scene is done, people go like, (sighs) Oh yes. Right. That Mm -hmm. feeling Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, that was, that was something. And that's, and that's, 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 that's the chemicals in your brain going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and you have right. to know that what you're doing is worth sharing. Yeah, right. We've talked about this before. You are enough. You are good at what you are doing. Mm-hmm. You can be better, and that's why you're here listening and wanting mm-hmm. to be part of this conversation. Hopefully, get in the comments. But <laughs> you know, like that's how you can get better. Get in the comments right now. That's that's part of it. Is that what you're doing is worth sharing? The yep. people at the table want to hear more of the story that you mm-hmm. are telling. Yeah. Right. So know that it's worth it and know yes. that they want to buy in, right? They already bought the ticket. They're sitting in the yeah. seat next to you. Yeah. They want more. So don't be afraid. Like don't, mm. don't let be the afraid, presence. It's okay to be afraid because you're going to be afraid. Well, yeah, be brave. Yeah, because you're being, yes. Be brave. It's the only time you can be brave. It's true. It's when you're scared. Yeah. So, so go through that and. I Catching think, a can chips, dropping, <laughs> dropping wisdom bombs. Life bombs incoming. <laughs> Get down. Uh, Get yeah, down. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and to, to further that point, um, it's going to be more healthy for you in the long run mm. when you push your boundaries and yeah. explore and find and grow and, and do these things. So, you know, it's, it's a lot, I think it's a lot like meal prep for those people that do it. There's, okay. there's a time that you are prepping for the future, mm-hmm. right? So there should be a time that you are prepping for your campaign, right. your one shot, your, your, right. your next session or whatever. And think about either breaking it down into bite-sized pieces mm-hmm. or, or nice tasty morsels that you do every week. Right. Or, um, you know, get ahead of it so that you know and schedule it into your time where you can think about these things, experience these things, ask yourself, can I do more? Go back if you record or you know videotape your sessions. Um, I I audio record mine specifically right. because sometimes I miss notes, but also sometimes there's key moments that I want to go back and develop. I want to cultivate those uh, seeds. Okay. Yeah, because you don't necessarily catch them all immediately. Yeah, right. They're so easy to miss when everything's flying by you in the moment, right? Oh, and, and so much does. And yep. that's why it's difficult yep. sometimes to focus and lean in and be there for the person that you're RP with. Who's Felix? Who <laughs> is Felix? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, get in there and, and also get out of yourself and yep. say, can I do more? Can I instigate more RP, better mm-hmm. RP, right. right? And all of these things. Where else can we go? Yeah, it's, it's a huge chunk to bite off, but the more we practice these skills, the better at it we get, right? Yep. And, and we are in the gym of RP when we're sitting at the table, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Lift those sad weights, <laughs> swing those rage bells, right? Like, <laughs> get out there and do it. Right, right. Yeah. No, it's, no, it's, 
It's true though. It's it's really important to use quality ingredients, oh. right? When you when you, when you do this meal prep reference, um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I'm gonna go out and say this. We've said it before in previous episodes, and we're gonna say it. And again. I referenced it earlier that to your brain, everything is real. Mm-hmm. Well, you. For all of us that love Gundam and, you know, Evangelion and whatnot, your brain is just your mech pilot. You are the suit and your brain is sitting in its armored little uh, cockpit. And it's it's flesh robot. Yeah, like, like, uh, yeah, a super advanced king. Right? But like, yeah, so the brain can't tell uh, or it treats real events the same as fake events. Yeah, because so, it comes through the same sensors. The same part of your brain mm-hmm. uh, fires up mm-hmm. when, when you watch a show about Jedi and when you are an actual Jedi, Jedi in real life. Or even when you dream about being a Jedi, mm-hmm. the brain's like, oh, that's real, right? Little kids mm-hmm. actually can't tell the difference between what they imagine and what they see in real life. It's really dangerous to scare kids and pretend to be monsters because for them, it's real. Oh. Right? And we never grow out of that, actually. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're terrified of things, right? Because to them it's real. The monster under the bed is real, right? The 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 orcs that we're fighting in the campaign are real mm-hmm. to our brain. Right? Um and so because we treat things that are fake as real, we can get actually attached to fake events and fake places and fake people, like NPCs or characters, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we start caring about sort of what happens to them mm-hmm. and this place that doesn't exist, but we're like, it's going to be destroyed unless this happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, the, there are, there's one key thing that makes people care about fake things. Oh. Right, like like when you're watching a show, okay, right, or playing a video game, right, and this, and this is another way. Of, one thing, uh, one key thing, okay. There's there's multiple, but the main thing um, that'll keep your players coming back mm-hmm. and thinking about your campaign um, is identification. So when you identify with a character, ah, okay, right? I was like. Uh- my you, driver's license? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my passport? <laughs> Papers, please. Papers, please. Um, yeah, identification. So if you identify with a certain character, mm. you bond with that character. Mm-hmm. So then you care about them. So if you're an, uh, a DM and you can have an NPC mm-hmm. that players can identify with, then people, the, the, the players, not the characters, the players will care about them. Because the, player the real life people are identifying with your NPC, not the characters that they play. Right. That would be creepy if they did. <laughs> right? <laughs> so creepy. Um they got away from me. Um and how do we identify? There's okay. several ways. Right. Uh, so it's basically a characters that we see ourselves in. Okay. Right? Like what's a good show that does that? Modern family. Oh right? okay. they, they've got um the the gay uh, couple, couple, yeah. They've got the older man who's married, the younger lady. Yeah, the, right? the quote unquote trophy wife type. Right. Thing. I didn't actually want it. I know, I know yeah. what you're talking They've about. They've got lots of different types of people. Yes. Of that people can identify with. So when you watch the show, lots of different people can identify 
with the show because there's a character that they identify with. Mm, so they okay. bond with that, mm-hmm. right? And they care about that show now. They want to know what happens because they see themselves in that character. Okay. Right? Okay. So in terms of uh, D&D, it's creating a character. If you're a, P- if you're a PC, mm-hmm. having that character be uh, built in a way that's relatable and that other players or the DM can identify with as people in real life. NPCs should be built the same way. So people can bond with those. And then when things happen to those NPCs, the players themselves feel emotions. Not, not they don't just pretend, they don't just make their characters feel sad. Right. Or, or do the things that make them look sad. Yes. They feel sad themselves. So then it's, they channel that through the character. Right. My next PC is going to be called Sean. <laughs> right. I'm going to do horrible <laughs> things to him. Identify. Right? But there's other, <laughs> there's other ways of making, uh, uh, allowing people to identify okay. with yeah. your campaign. Now, one is a wishful identification. So things that people wish for. So it could be like immersion in a world that they wish they lived in. D&D right. is already like that. Yes. Yes. Right? It's the fantasy world with elves and orcs yeah. and ogres and halflings and whatever. You can go in and embody. Mm-hmm. Right. But you could, um, when, how you build your campaign can also have an element of that uh, wish fulfillment, that identifies sort of oh, things I would like to live in. Absolutely, it is. When you're, when you're doing world building, you're definitely, well, maybe you're what? not creating a world that you want to live in, but you're definitely creating Immerse. something that you're interested in and enjoy. Right. But again, know your players mm-hmm. and build it so that they, something that they want to immerse themselves in right. as people. Right. Right. Uh, next is identifying with um, sort of the desire for power, prestige, mm-hmm. and success, mm-hmm. right? Um, and if you can have that in the game, you want more of that mm-hmm. pleasure, right? Because it fires off all that dopamine. And all that well, we, stuff, we talked right? about making core aspects of characters, right? Driven by emotional needs, physical needs, mm-hmm. monetary needs, mm-hmm. right? So that, that ties in perfectly. Yeah. With that, right? Those are easy things that people can empathize with and recognize because we all want to be a little bit more powerful, a little bit richer, a little bit more famous. Right. I mean, and again, that's why D&D and TTRPGs in general are really good at because mm-hmm. it's built into the system. I get experience, I level up. Mm-hmm. I gain power, I gain riches and mm-hmm. right, prestige or like sort of built in yes. into the system. Um, but if you, if you know this, you can do that yourself as a world builder, as a DM, as a storyteller, even as a player storyteller, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's, it's that connection that, that your real-life people at the table feel with the characters in the game that um, builds that bond mm-hmm. with your campaign. And then so they want more of that mm-hmm. when they leave. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, um, I think it's a more... I mean, it works into the whole elixir of obsession. It fires right. off all those chemicals. Yes. Uh, but this is a more sort of pragmatic way of going about it. Oh, okay. Okay. Or like, yeah, like, like how, do you, how do I have the, the right stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, this is how. Mm-hmm. Right? By, by knowing the players and helping them to make building and putting things in the campaign that people can identify with. Right. And want and bond. Yeah. <clears throat> Bonding. You're lucky out there, those in the audio land. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> no, that, that that is yet another kind of great breakdown, and I like this one a little bit more, 
right? Because this you is- You like my other one? This is, I like this one more, does not <laughs> mean that I did not like the previous. Uh, but my more liking on mm-hmm. this one is is really kind of based in, like you said, it's more of a pragmatic view. We talked about, mm-hmm. or you talked about the building blocks, yep. right? And And now we're getting around to the application side of it, right? We're not yep. just talking about these data points, right? Mm-hmm. We're starting to bring it to the table yeah. and make it kind of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that, that really is important. Um, I think, I think I was just about to talk about identifying stuff, but now I don't have to, cause that's <laughs> already kind of been tackled. Ha ha. But, uh, Sean, the PC coming to a theater near you, uh, is definitely going to happen. I'll pay to watch that movie. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's an excellent, it's an excellent kind of way to really start bringing this into a place where you can actively make change and, and how you can adjust things. Once again, I, I mean, talking from the DM perspective, yeah. right. To make sure that your players can see themselves in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Identification and seeing yourself in media is so big now, right? And the diversification of of stars and and media is is in there as well, Um, or stars and celebrities uh, as Mm -hmm. well, right? Just to make sure that we we do show that there's more than just the human fighter out there, right? Or or a white bread Mm -hmm. version of it, whatever you want to say it. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's really interesting. Um, it's interesting, right? Cause if, if you care about an NPC who lives in a town mm-hmm. then you care about the NPC, then you also care about the town. Yes. Right. And you can use them as sort of tools or bludgeons. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say you bludgeons. came down hard with that um, yeah, yeah. to trigger those dopamine things. Oh, yeah. you save the town. Mm-hmm. And because I care about the town, the dopamine trigger pops off because I saved it. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas if I didn't, if it's just another town, whatever, give me my loot. I'm off to the next town, mm-hmm. right? If you have a heartwarming moment with that NPC that you identify with, mm-hmm. then it's it's actually heartwarming as opposed to, all right, whatever, your son's back. Give me my money. I'm going to go to the next quest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. This, brings, this brings new light. Right? Um, and if they're in trouble and they're in danger, that's cortisol. Yeah. Right? No, but this also brings new light to the things that we talked about before a long time ago in, in our um, Why We Love D&D. Mm-hmm. Um, talk, right? Like the, the breakdown of how these separate tasks were, yeah. were put into that mm-hmm. in the subtext mm-hmm. is really interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. Great time to go back and kind of self-reflect. You know what would be a, a mean trick though? A mean trick. Is mean this one trick, of those? A difficult trick. A tricky trick. A, a, a tricky trick. Yeah, it would be somehow to get our viewers to identify with the like and the subscribe button. You like to be liked. Right? Uh, so <laughs> if, <laughs> I, I think you guys need to know that the lives of Byron and Sean right here are in great danger. They, they are. And there's only two things that can save us. It's when you push the like and subscribe button and the notification bell as a bonus. <laughs> right? We're so saying that. Yay. Yay. At least one of you liked and subscribed. <laughs> I'm still here. Well, yeah, I guess that I guess that that counts. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Feels good. Feels good to not be exploded into a bloody mist. Dope. I mean hit right there. Mm, Feeling it's, good. It's a real heartwarming moment for me. So my oxy oxytocin. Well, I'm glad you Oxy oxymoron? 
No. <laughs> is is going? You got half of that word right. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's um, it's really interesting that you talked about the elixir. Yeah. yeah. Just slicing through this. I think it's really fun and exciting that you you talked about the elixir of obsession as a as a a thing earlier, mm-hmm. um, and all like the good stuff. Right. Right. Because. Um, most of the time, I think one of the core and key aspects of why are you smiling? No, go ahead. Why? No, I'm, I'm, because I'm, I'm stupid. Keep going. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. No. One of one of the key things I think in in the way of creating players wanting more is to go the opposite way, and you you start with emotional damage. <laughs> And I know you want say to say it. it. I, I'm not going to. But uh, yes, yes. You want me to say it? If you because it's safe for me please, to say it. Please. Emotional damage. Mm. I love it. Feels <laughs> good. Um, and and I think I think a great way. I like how you made me say that. <laughs> I did not make you. You didn't. No. no. It was done by my own free will. But I set up the trigger. Mm, right. I mean. Right. And that was a reward. Yeah. And now we get to uh, the way that I'd like to break it down. In an easy way, not really, to remember it. <laughs> Emotional damage is bad pain. Bad pain. Bad pain. And and what is that? Not that mm, good pain. Uh, well, it is good. It actually feels real okay. good. Okay. But breaking it down, bad. I break down this acronym. Both of these are acronyms. Oh, okay. When we're oh, trying to pain? create bad and pain. Okay. Oh, bad is going to stand for the backstory, allies, and death. Okay. These are three things I've talked a lot about death in TTRPGs previously. Um, <laughs> but starting at the beginning, these are great ways for DMs, for players, to look at the people around the table and the characters around the table. And like in the backstory, see where we can find those identifying hooks, and mm-hmm. those similarities, okay. right? What about them is interesting to my character? Right. right. How can I actively engage in their backstory and share the parallel that I have in my backstory mm-hmm. with them? Or if it's an NPC, same thing. How can I show off a mirable trait or talent mm. that will mm-hmm. then spur forward more good kind of things that they're going to right. want to experience and have, right? Get those hits of the good feelings. Get mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. wants to binge more of that relationship or more of that cool town you build or right. more of that temple, monument, dungeon, whatever it is, right? Go deep into the backstory and see where you can expand it. And, and as a player, mm-hmm. not as a PC, here's a little bit of a tricky one, but as a player, go back over your backstory and Write a separate set of notes of secrets your PC Mm. does not know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right? So there's the known history Mm -hmm. and there's the unknown history. And that is just ready to become a sandwich that you hand your DM Mm -hmm. to fill in everything in between of all the stuff that you don't even know as the player on top of that. Right? But there's, there's things that your PC knows. There's things that your PC doesn't know. Interesting. But you as a player, if your DM allows you the freedom, can input this into the canon of the world, 
right? And that then will create mm-hmm. a way that you you want to explore. Your PC wants to explore. And even though the player might know a little bit more, right. they don't know everything, right? The DM, quote unquote, knows everything about right. what's going on right. here. But it gives them way more ways to create hooks, right. to create story that will will create that tension and that want to explore forward. It's interesting because that's a great pre-setup. Like mm-hmm. in the character mm-hmm. for that reward, mm-hmm. a suspense and reward because it's already there. Oh, it's the at the beginning, can, yeah, right, and it can show up at any point. There's, yeah. there's that, that dangling carrot or yep. hanging it's fruit, right? There, That's right. always there. Yeah. It's ever present, mm-hmm. and you're the one that put it up there to yep. start off with, right? Yep. So, so I think that you can do some of the the legwork. That's really cool, right? To, yeah. to get ahead of these things, and then of course you already kind of talked about this a little bit, but the allies that the character creates, yep. right? Have them be able to identify or find similarities or find things, mm-hmm. have that romantic interest, have that business interest. How many of you PCs out there haven't started your own business? <laughs> get on it. Money is awesome. Uh, <laughs> you know, get into those things where we create those networks and the world becomes more real. We're talking about immersion. Yeah. One of the ways that we do that is we make it seem more real. We, we get up to here... Right. In the world. Yeah. And then everything looks real. Right. So like, what's that one business that you really care about? Is it your favorite bar? Mm-hmm. Is it the, that orphanage? Mm-hmm. Right. Or is it that guild or that? Is it your club? favorite orphanage bar? Oof. Mm. Hey, nine years old is the age of majority in some countries. In is the it? fantasy land. Yeah. In fantasy, and plus mead was like super weak. Oh, jeez. It was just honey water. <laughs> but Butterbeer. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Potter. Uh, yeah, going into those things. So so when we're talking about immersion, yes, dig into their allies, right? Make the world that they're choosing to expand into something that that seed can grow roots in, mm. right? And interestingly enough, I think death is also another place that we can create good RP. Um, yeah. I've mentioned it before. Uh, when my players are making death saves, mm-hmm. I ask for memories, from the past. Right. Or it might be a way as their soul is moving from one point to the other, a great way to interject some divine RP. Right. Or some longing or, you know, the the warlock patron comes mm-hmm. off. Or maybe the player was talking about, maybe I want some warlock in my future. Right. Great point to start introducing those kinds of thoughts and mm-hmm. feelings and create that nice little tidbit that they can see quite clearly. Right. That when they come back, it now spurs them forward once again into great choices and into right. great RP that's yeah. ahead of them. Yeah. And and that's yes, it's bad, the acronym bad, yeah. but it's it's an it's easy good. but it's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and all three of those things can relate back to emotional damage, right? These these are <laughs> you don't have to say it again. The, these are the things that are going to create empathy very quickly because they're the primary, without death, but they're the primary things um, where the character is most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Hit them in the backstory. Right? right. Super yeah. easy. You have live parents. <laughs> right? Like these are these <laughs> yeah. are things that we can play with. Um, but the the fun part about it is in the world, this is wholly of their creation. Yeah. Right? And so you know that they have to identify with it because it's 100% their fault. Right. Right. This yeah. is this is a consequence, yeah. a good consequence of the creative process of getting into these mm-hmm. things. 
So, yes, I think the first acronyms, acronym of backstory, allies, and death are right. three great ways. Exploit those. Exploit, exploit them in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. To, to use them efficiently. It's always time for RP, he said yeah. with quotations. Um, these are ways that we can get in there. Now, one thing that I would warn you about is that some people are very sensitive about these things mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. We don't like to lose, right? Right. How do you win D&D? Nobody officially knows. How do you lose D&D? Well, you, you get hurt and you don't like what's going on. Right. Right. So well, you, you, you don't want to play anymore. And everyone loses. And some of these things can be ways that people people get hurt. Yeah. Right? Yeah. PCs die, people get hurt. Yeah. So so do know Both how not far the other way around. Get... Yeah. Yeah, not the other way around. No, no, no. So so do have those conversations, right? The session mm-hmm. zero things, those mm-hmm. re-ups on that. Make sure that everyone is comfortable with where you're going and what's happening. And, you know, ha- at the beginning, blurted out, hey, um, how attached are you to the individuals in your backstory? Right. right. Oh, no, I I don't want to deal with the loss of my parents. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will take that, and yeah. I will accept yeah. that, and your parents are safe. It's not to say that I can't threaten them. Right, right. But your parents are safe, right? I'm, I'm not going to do the low blow. I'm not going to do mm-hmm. the dirty trick, mm-hmm. right, and exploit you, the player. Yeah. In this yeah. moment, right? Exploiting the character fine, exploit yes. the player no. No, right? The player's yeah. fun is paramount. Um, so yeah, that the pro is RP. The con is that it could be too heavy of RP if you're mm-hmm. not careful mm-hmm. in, in some of the places that you tread. But it is a great, it's a it's a great orchard to grow your right. fruits. Yeah. Is in is in that. And and the other half of yeah. What? No, just growing fruits makes me think of sowing seeds, and that's mm-hmm. A different metaphor. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Cut this that's, out. That's, un, that's uncalled for. The other half of this is pain. They're not going to cut it out. They're not going to cut it out? Well, I just tried to work through it. So, <laughs> gods of Snip Snip, you, you have the power now. Um, I'm not destroyed yet, so. The other half is mm-hmm. pain. So. It's so dark. This is, it's, it's emotional damage is my theme. Okay. Um, so you kind of talked a little bit about this before, but in the identification umbrella, mm-hmm. pain really fits underneath this as, <laughs> as personalization, anticipation, involvement, and most importantly, narration. Okay. Okay. So to break those down once again, you need to identify in what's going on. You have to be able to personalize what's in front of you. Yep. The things have to speak to you in a way that you want to engage with them, or they have to show you how you can interact with them, right? Okay. In order yep. for that to... Yep. So personalize the story, DM and players, right? Get out there and make sure that the story is something that can answer the question, maybe, why you want to be an adventurer. Why does this story explain that? Mm-hmm. Why is this story built purposefully for this character okay right do the work on both sides of the screen the dm and the character to get in there and make sure that this is a story worth telling and this is a story that only this character could tell right okay right and and then you know that it's worth it once again right you know that what you're doing is good and it's valuable but now you know that it's a unique thing that only could have been created between what's going on mm-hmm. at this place mm-hmm. at this time right right and that's how you really start to own it and want to be immersed in it because you know it's unique and it's special. And right. It's a, a rare treasure, right? Like it's <laughs> one in a minute, diamond in the rough. 
Um, and legendary uh, item, unique equipment. Wow. Yeah, and leaning straight into that is the anticipation of that. Yeah, right. You should want to want more. I want to want to want more. There's a lot of want in there. <laughs> Lots of desire. But yeah, no, the, you should be looking for hey, desire to desire to desire more. That's that's too much for exhibit. <laughs> I put some desire in your desire, so you could desire, desire what you, you desire. desire. <laughs> Get in there and and think. Think ahead into these things and knowing that, yes, the story is unfolding at a certain rate. We go mm -hmm. to the sessions or we show up for sessions. We play the game. But what's going to happen next game? What's going to What do I want to have happen? What's going to happen? Oh, I can think about it. Oh, right. let's make plans. Yeah. Oh, let's. Oh, we know that this happened and this little like tidbit of the mystery came out. What could that tidbit mean? What could that possibly have to do in the bigger picture? Right. Right. Play games with it. Think about it. Have fun thought experiments. Go wild and crazy. Some of the best stories are the stories that we never told, but we still laughed about them after the session. We we're like, oh, right. I thought when we pulled that sword out of the stone, it was going to be a this, but actually it wasn't. And then the DM is behind the screen going, damn it, that would have been awesome. That was so good. That would have been so good. <laughs> oh. I, I, was gonna be, I, I pulled the sword out and I thought I was going to be king, but <laughs> it's... It's just a sword. It's just, just, iron sword. Just, just a sword, yeah. No, it was kind of cursed and it gave me tetanus, actually. Oh, King, that would have been a great, that been a great story. Oh, classic. yeah, yeah. You pull a sword out of a stone. That would have been yeah. great. Someone <laughs> should tell that, that story. <laughs> yeah, no, but that, that's, that's one of the great things that if you look at these things and you play with it and your mind goes wild, this is all practice. Once again, mm. leading back for what can I do? Can I do more? Right. Right. And, and having these fun little daydream moments. Even daydream moments from the PC's perspective. Because mm -hmm. now they're yep. daydreaming about, oh, what could this mean in this yeah. world? And blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right? You're, you're blurring the lines. Right. Right? In yep. there. And, and thinking about it more is going to create more desire to have more or want more mm -hmm. on top mm -hmm. of it. Right? And then you're getting more. You're getting more away from the table. Right. Right? And then right. when you show back into there, you're like, and now we get to find out you just set up your own dopamine trick. Boom. Right. right. Like it's like setting up this realm of possibilities within the minds of people at the table. Mm -hmm. They can be like, oh, I can explore that while I'm gone. Mm -hmm. and, that, and then that, what is it? Which one of these 12 that I've thought about? They'd be so cool, any of them. Then when you sit down, you're like, okay, now we get to find out which one it is. Cause, and this is something that you can build cool. with the other people at the table, mm -hmm. right? How many of us out there, when we hang out with people that we play DD with, do we talk about DD? <sighs> 100 percent oh, yeah. yeah straight up if you don't get in the comments tell me and i i roll to disbelieve right uh, <laughs> chauncey chauncey so when we get in there everybody except for chauncey and we're doing that then we're doing that anticipation as a group or networked thing yeah. right and then i can feed off of your excitement mm -hmm. you can feed off of yeah. my excitement now we're even both more excited and through the brainstorming we come up with more possibilities right. you pump each other up you pump each other you pump up. each other up and that's going to keep you wanting to come back to the table, yep. right? Yeah. Get That's got to be one of the best ways of getting rid of burnout is just having play, right? It's mm -hmm. just not feel burdened to be efficient or effective. Just go on a creative fancy. 
Right. Right. Get rid of all the rules, get rid of all of the things that are holding you back and just be creative in whatever medium that is. If that's a conversation <laughs> with drinks after work, if that's, right. oh, we're going to meet for lunch, blah, 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 blah. And you do this. Oh, it's, I'm going to go for a walk. Do you want to go for a walk? Cause we both live in the same neighborhood. Cause right. we play every, okay, cool. Great. Let's meet here and let's just do this and mm-hmm. get outside, get some fresh air. All of these things will, will build your want to get back yep. there. And of course, to the eye involvement. That's what you're doing when you're talking about when you're getting active and doing this. You're not just playing D&D by showing up to the table. Mm-hmm. That's that's like minimal. Right. That's the minimum requirement right. of you right. is to show up and roll dice. And even some sessions you don't get to roll dice because, you know, it's one of those sessions. Okay. Yeah. But involvement is leaning in. Involvement is making sure that you're aware and present. Involvement is making sure that you get enough sleep the night before so that you're going to have energy to be there. Involvement is showing up on time, right? We know that life gets in the way, right? Yeah, we can all forgive. And there's always that one person who's always late. I'm kind of one of them, right? Like, sure are. Yeah, unless it's, <laughs> unless it's work. Work is different. Personal is a mess. But yeah, no, when we get into this, right, these are the things that are going to help train us to get a hold of these triggers mm-hmm. and really maximize them because we create the space right. for them. Right. Right. And you can only do that by being there. Right. And by being involved. Mm-hmm. Right. And Leave it all on the court, right? Like, right. get out there, get some sweat on your brow, and, and go right. have some fun. Like, right? Don't be the lump. Yeah. Go do something. Hey, nice right. throwback. Um, most importantly, all of this is going to hinge, and I think the elixir of obsession is dependent on this, is narration. Mm-hmm. Giving vivid, accurate depictions of these things, this is where TV has an edge on us because right. we get to see everything that they want us to see. Mm-hmm. But there is a hundred people behind that camera making yep. sure that that shot is perfect. Yeah, We have to use our vocabulary and stretch that mother out. <laughs> right. tight. Thank you. Uh, we need to stretch that out and really create a wider vocabulary. It's something mm-hmm. that a lot of people are losing as we kind of mm-hmm. go on. Shakespeare invented words because there weren't words accurate enough to depict what he wanted to tell. Right. Right. Not saying that you get to do what Shakespeare did or me, but we, we do see people creating words and adding them into the the common lexicon. What happens all the time. Yeah. It happens all the time and it should happen more, but for this purpose. Are you saying to use Gen Z slang? You know what? I would love to, but I might not understand a Gen Z slang game. Is it a bard? Nah, man. He's a wizard. A wizard? <laughs> huh. No cap. No cap. But, get, but we have to, in order to express the best <laughs> so ability... Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm skirting that one. Uh, In order to give everybody else the best ability to enjoy that clarity Mm -hmm. of vision that we're trying to present to everyone, Mm -hmm. expanding our lexicon, expanding our ability, going the extra mile in explaining three, not two senses. Right. Right. Or four, not three senses. As we're going in, what does it smell like? How often do we talk about smell? Right. These types of things are ways that we can answer the question. Can I do more 
to create the ability for others to react in the best way. Give yep. them as much information, as much beautiful information as you can so that they can return the favor. Right. Right? Yeah. And that's going to help you with that immersion. When you can see that image clear in your mind, mm -hmm. right? And we don't need to go to J.R.R. Tolkien levels, right? I right. don't need you to dialogue three pages on what the goblin brigand looks like. Because right. he's, he's going to die when the fighter hits him. We <laughs> don't need a half an hour diatribe or monologue about what's going on. I need to hear about his entire backstory so I can feel bad for his family when the fighter Oh, it's like Shadow of Order him. where he shows up and he gets his own <laughs> mini monologue in front, of the, in front of the party. And everybody's time stopped because... I, I'm back. My <laughs> wife loves my new scars. <laughs> yeah, she thinks they're super sexy. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> so that's, that's a really interesting thing. And so we need to... And this is why I think narration is the most important, right? Right. So emotional damage is going to be key. Bad pain's the way to get there. Mm -hmm. Get in there. Personalization, anticipation, involvement, and narrative. And like you said, all of these things are going to be really dependent on the people around you. Yep. yep. Right? Read the room, right? And, and like I say, the writing's on the wall. Well, the writing's in the faces of the... And not in this one. This one's pretty... <laughs> pretty bland but the writings writings on the wall um it's people are going to react to you right yep ask for feedback mm -hmm. ask to see what's going on create good consequences yeah at the table because you can really show as a double-edged sword that the well the pen is mightier than the sword right yep. we have to be careful in some of the things that we're doing in an rp mm -hmm. but evoking um, evoking imagery and implanting ideas into people's minds is a power that you can attain. Whoa, Inception. Yeah, but like Inception version, like Alpha 03. Um, <laughs> give them, give them all the information. Don't be, don't be shy, right? Yep. And yep. yes, you will stumble. Yes, you will have to gauge and figure out how much your table wants because there is too much information sometimes, mm -hmm. right? Yep. We, we don't necessarily care three sentences of what their hair looks like. Right. Right. Yep. But the first time our PCs meet each other, I want to know. I do want to know a nice, clear description of who I'm going to be spending the next months of adventuring right. with. Well, I don't I want to know just what he or she looks like. I want to know what they feel like. Mm -hmm. How do they move? How do they feel? How do they sound? Mm -hmm. Right? All that mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. How do they smell? Another, another great evocative way. Mm -hmm. Smell and taste are some of the most potent ways I want you to tell describing. me how your character's tastes like. Well, they say there's that thing where uh, who's, who said it? Whenever you look at something, you know what it would feel like to lick? That's really gross. You're doing it. So <laughs> you're doing it. Um, hey, guys, what does this beard feel like to lick? That's cortisol right so there. <laughs> that's cortisol right there um, for our ASMR stress, people out there. Stress hormones. So much stress. But dopamine. Uh, get the reward. Beards are awesome. But this, this is... I'll move on from this I topic. can't stop looking at you. <laughs> you're bearded. It's disturbing. <laughs> Infecting people with thoughts is a power that you have. We all have it. Respect Use it responsibly. It. Use it responsibly. Shower thoughts are dangerous. 
Um, and and yeah, Can't look at you now. Yeah, I, I know it's it's fine. Look at <laughs> look at them. Um, yeah, no, I don't even I don't even know. That's a hard stop on that train of thought. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. When we're when we're going into these things, um, it's it's time to level it up. It's time to change how things work, and I think it's time to go against the natural flow when we do this, right? Okay. And and to this, the only thing that I can think of is be ublek, my friend. Oh, like like the cornstarch water ublek? <laughs> yeah, this ain't your mama's cornstarch. <laughs> your mama's cornstarch. If you don't know, ublek is a non-Newtonian fluid. It's a fancy way to see lexicon. I thought, I, I thought I got scientific. Right? Yeah, no, I get to. So what that means is it doesn't react as normal things do. It doesn't follow normal states. When you put a goop blop or whatever it is in your head, you yeah. look it over here. Uh, don't look at my head because you know that. Uh, when it. you squeeze it, it becomes hard. When you open your hand again, it reverts back to being a liquid. So it responds with the <laughs> energy that it's given, right? Uh Yes, you're familiar with this? Yes, Ublek. I yes. know what Ublek is. Yes. Okay, great. Um, I'm not thinking about anything else. It's just Ublek. And and why why are we talking about this? Because this why are we talking about this? This way? is a great way, like you were talking about before, with the cortisol. Cortisone. Cortisone. <sighs> too much stress, too much pressure may not turn them into diamonds. Right, you need to have that ability mm-hmm. to get the feedback from watching the emotional state of your players at the table mm-hmm. in real time. This is, or if you're a player to another player when you're creating a good uh, session of RP. Right, right. <laughs> Still can't look at me. The power. I didn't respect the power. Uh, and so we, we when we go on. Things like Ublek tell us because they mirror very quickly. Um, one of my, my favorite instances of this is uh, like the movie Sicario, which I know you watched. Yeah. There's a great scene where they... One of the few movies. <laughs> one of the few that aren't kids' movies. Um, yes. You know, there's there's a great scene in there where it's... it's Sicario's not a kid's movie? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, man. There's a, a long... I'm not going to spoil anything because it's a great, great piece of media. But there's a, a, a shot where they travel across borders and they're doing a lot of small things that are slowly ratcheting up the pressure mm-hmm. and the tension. Mm-hmm. And it's very slow and it's very gradual. It is respecting anticipation. It is respecting right. building a huge dopamine trigger when you feel the weight off your chest and your mm-hmm. shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, these, This is what Ublex would tell you. As you slowly bring your, your strength down on it, it right. will reflect that. It'll become harder yeah. and harder. Yeah. And you can also respect at the end of that scene when you relax, when you, yeah. when you let it become mm-hmm. flowable, when you let it become liquid. It's that. It's, um, like, it's yeah. inadvertent, but something that we haven't really talked about is that, I don't know if you remember this, the episode of Buffy where the gentleman came to Sunnyvale mm-hmm. and the whole episode or most of the episode oh, was silent. silent. Yeah. You deny them the ability to know how to feel because we're not using music 
right. to guide their emotional path, right? So the application of giving them things, the application mm-hmm. of denying them right. certain things yeah. can create that tension, can create that want to get to the next scene, whether that's yeah. kind of a desperation. Like, <laughs> right. I can't, I can't handle this anymore. Yeah, like, this yeah, is, yeah, this is yeah. getting to me. Yeah. These are great ways of creating that emotional context, not damage. Emotional emo- context. <laughs> it's really good. Um, <laughs> of, of getting to the player's heartstrings, not right. just the PC. Right. Right. Because there, there is a time when you have to play the man not the cards. If this is poker, play the man, not the ball. If it's football, soccer, right? You have to know your audience because if you can make them resonate, have an emotional resonance. Emotional (laughs) resonance. (laughs) This is a serious point, but yes. If you can, if you can get that out of the players, then that's automatically going to be reflected in the PCs because they can't help not feel what they are actually yes, feeling. feeling. Yep. Yep. No, it's true. It's very true. Yeah. Like all that, well, cause all that, the, 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 the elixir of, of obsession, mm-hmm. you can't help it. Mm-hmm. Feel those things. It's it, the brain involuntarily produces that stuff. So you'll feel it mm-hmm. whether you want to or not. Right. Yeah. It's kind of out of your control, mm-hmm. even though it's hundred mm-hmm. percent in Absolutely. your control. Um, and I think finally, when we're talking about Ublik, Ublik is the opposite of what a lot of things are being non-Newtonian. Mm-hmm. So if you do record yourself, go back and watch it with a serious analytical eye. Understand what your style is. Understand what your strengths are. Understand what your cadence is, the pace that you move at, and play with those dynamically. Speed them through things lengthen out uncomfortable scenarios to make them even more right. uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, force, uh, force a split of the party, even when they're all together, like when they get oh. captured, do an interrogation scene where you control the interrogator. They're all in chains, but you automatically just shift them scene to scene because they're all, they're all going to sit in that interrogator's chair mm-hmm. at some mm-hmm. point. Right. But you can ask a question to one person yep. and then turn and get another person to answer it. Right. You can yep. move the camera so that they can't prepare to like get into a zone of comfort, put up their defenses. Right. Like you never know when it's back. To the you never turn, know right? when I'm going to yeah. turn back and look at you and expect you to respond. So you have to be involved. You mm. have to be there in the story and ready to respond to what's in going on. In a movie, on. it's like one of those interrogation montages. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You still can't look at me. So, the power. Uh, so, so do these things, find, find scenes of inspiration and ask yourself why they were so compelling. And specifically, why are they emotionally compelling? What were the building blocks that they did beforehand to make you want more? Why do you have to click next on Netflix? What was the cliffhanger? Mm -hmm. Or the one storyline, if it's a multiple story, if it's only a one storyline thing, what is the thing about what is happening right now that is making you click that button? And how can you bring that to the table? Right. Right? Right. It's it's a lot of kind of the opposite where you broke it down for Mm -hmm. us before. Mm -hmm. Now this is about us breaking down the other things that we're doing or what we're seeing so that we can make it better. And, right. and once again, you got to bear grill us this. you got to <laughs> adapt. you got to improvise. you got to overcome your own limitations. You love that guy. Uh, he just works so well for my thoughts. 
<sighs> Call me. Um, yeah, I think I think that's that's really kind of a great way mm-hmm. and a great point to d- discuss and kind of ruminate on and and ferment and grow something awesome. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Oh, I think we're running out of time. So let's just. I think I'm going to finish okay. things off. Okay. Cool. I, all the things that we talked about. Yes. I think is is great. We do those things, um, and it builds this sort of bond and, and this pleasure and and, and this sort of uh, sort of it sucks your people at your table into your campaign in, in the D and D game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what them leaves them wanting more. Hmm. What actually leaves people wanting more is the withdrawal. So when you don't have those feelings anymore, I I don't like to to compare it to like addiction, like I did, but it, it is very similar to that, right? Because it feels so good when you're doing all this stuff to experience the campaign, experience your character, other people's characters. That when it's you stop playing and you go home, there's that sort of empty feeling. Because everyday life doesn't necessarily give you that elixir of obsession. Mm, absolutely. Right? That a well-crafted campaign and D&D session does. Right? And uh, you, you, you miss sort of all that chemical concoction in your brain. Um, and unfortunately, like we talked about, that chemical concoction in your brain, you're very, very vulnerable to it. Because it's naturally occurring in your brain. And it's designed to 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 work that way. So if you're using all these sort of tricks that we talked about to hack people's brains to really love what's going on, biohack. Right, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 don't stand a chance. The people at your table won't stand a chance. Uh, they will get sort of really um de- not devoted but like involved in there. Um and when when it's gone, that's when they're like, "Oh man, next week I can't wait." Till our next session, right? Because it feels so good. I want that next hit, mm-hmm. right? Luckily, it's not so bad as like physical drugs or whatever. Where it's like physically, you're dependent on on it, but it is that desire to want more because I don't have it anymore. Yes, right. Um, so I think that's all you have to do, right? <laughs> Put all the stuff in there, right, and then let people go home, right? Um. Just like all we need to do is give you value in this video. And then you guys will like and subscribe and notify. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I really believe that if you guys do this, um, the, the people at your table will not be able to get enough of what's, what's going on, what you're putting down. Whether, whether you're a DM or a player, um, if you get, when you get good at this, not if, when you get good at this. I like that. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it will change your D&D. Right? If you notice, if you look at all the, the pro D&D players that you watch online on the live plays, they do all this stuff. Yes. Whether it's planned out or if it's improvised, they, they have this stuff in uh, the story and in the characters and, and everything. So that, and that's why we binge watch these live plays. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's right? developed to a, a level where it doesn't appear forced. Right? It doesn't. Yeah. It's, it appears graceful and they're confident when they do it mm-hmm. because they've practiced it so much in their, yeah. in their history of storytelling, acting mm-hmm. or whatever their background is. And that's, 
That's why it's so nice to emulate these things and to analyze these people because what they're doing shows just how good they are yes. at the basics. Working mm-hmm. on the basics, understanding what it is they're doing, and then applying that on the fly so much so that it becomes an involuntary thing. Your your brain yeah. just does it. Yeah. Your brain just gives you those those wonderful little happy drugs. That's where we want to get to. We all want to get to. We all want to. Yeah. We all want to find the next yes. level. This is this is a way to get there, mm-hmm. and and really to make everybody want to get yeah. there together. Absolutely. Uh, anyways, I think that brings us to the end of uh, today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, once again, once more, this has been uh, Caffeine and Can Chips. I'm Sean. And I'm Byron, with jo- a beard. <laughs> Join us next time. Or else. Ah! <laughs> 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 <laughs>